Hello, welcome in. Get out of the cold. Um, remember, shoes off at the front door. Get some snacks and come take a seat um, and join us here in the music shack with both Ray and Jack. So we're back after taking, well, we didn't take a break last week. We did not, we didn't do a podcast, but we did a reaction to the 1989 TV announcement um, on our YouTube. It's a YouTube exclusive. Um, so mm -hmm. before any, before we start, any listeners from any podcast platforms, if you want to go check that out, um, it is on YouTube. Um, it would mean the world if you could check it out and just to get to see our kind of reactions to the whole 1989 TV stuff because we're not really going to be talking about it um, today um, just because there is other stuff that we want to get mentioned but we're really excited um, for it and um, as more things come out about it um, we'll definitely be talking about it here maybe we'll track reactions we'll maybe do that in the future but there is a couple of things kind of mix the artists as well so we'll get into it I'm going to let Ray do the talking this week because i've been I, out of it all but ray's been 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 busy with it i have been busy with life and sure. everything but just to say about the 1989 tv announcement yeah if you we're not going to talk about it extensively in this podcast um we might mention it slightly briefly at the end one of the topics we have is kind of related to it but go watch the video if you want to see our reaction to that but also listen to this podcast don't click off and then forget about the podcast and then don't yeah, watch the podcast. Do both. That, yeah. yeah. Don't be time. that person. <laughs> you can listen to both at the same time. So true. <laughs> Do that. <laughs> um, anyway, the first, okay, so we did have some new music released this week. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we didn't do a podcast last week either, so like, yeah, but like on Friday, we had a release from Olivia Rodrigo for a new single from her album Guts. Uh, bad idea right which i think has received mixed reviews online i've seen stuff about people being like oh my god there's too much talking i don't like this song and i'm like the second i heard it i was obsessed maybe it's because i am a 90s like a late 90s kid which mm -hmm. means i watched 2000s rom-coms growing up as like a little girl who was just like dying to be in love with someone listening to like taylor swift literally the definition of foolish one and watching 2000s rom-coms and this song is the definition of that like if you like watched any of those movies or anything like you know that this song is the definition of that like that time and that's why i love it and i just like instantly fell in love with it and i I can, I guess maybe, like, maybe for some reason, like, if you, it's not what you're used to, because it is a, it's a different vibe, but you could think, oh my god, there's too much talking or whatever, but that's what makes it fun, that's what makes it repeatable, like, come on, like, it's gonna be so much fun live, I absolutely love it, I don't know, what do you think, Jack? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm obsessed with it, um, I've definitely spoke about, like, talking in songs before with, like, Baby Queen and stuff. I don't know why, I just love it so much. I think it adds, like... It's sort of like a breather within the song. Like, you've got the music and you've got the, the lyrics and stuff. and it, But it's just, like... It just adds another kind of layer to it. Um, And I'm obsessed with the music video. The, the oh, my God, yes. style of it. Just the... Like, the graphic at the end where... um the the boy like burns and like lights on fire and just the sparks like i don't know why it's so cool um it's such a, a cool aesthetic you know what like artists are allowed to have fun on songs and it's like a, this is pretty much what she's done here i love it uh i see when i first listened to it it was so i was unsure 
so I listened to it in the car coming home from work and I was like I like it but I was unsure about the replayability of it from one mm-hmm. listen and I was it, but I think it was just mainly because it was really it's really loud right like it's really mm-hmm. like with the grain as well like it is like there is a lot of like l- different layers to it but see I think on the way to the same day I went somewhere else and I had it on repeat it, like my brain instantly was like yeah this is like I could listen to this like yeah. all day like I, I had it on it in the car I feel like it was perfect for driving it's probably a really good walking song too just in general I think it's it is repeatable um but I can yeah. totally get maybe not feeling that on the first listen especially if it's not the kind of vibe of song that you're used to I think people just need to give songs a, sh- a chance genuinely yeah. Like just, um, you might like it, like yeah, one hundred percent. It's completely like it. different to like what Olivia has kind of released in the past. But from Vampire to this, like it's just really exciting it, to see what we're getting. This we album. might get on the album. I know, and the album comes out soon. That's I know. We will do a deep dive like we do with other albums, and it'll be so much fun. Y- you said that we found out how long the album was gonna be. What did yeah. you say again? So concert leaks just tweeted out saying 39 minutes long 39 minutes long yeah. so 39 minutes it's a shorter album it, it it's kind of expected based on the track length like the trackless yeah. length to be honest but a shorter album but it'll still be fun i mean it's longer than sour so that's good by five minutes um, that is <laughs> we're really cutting it close but, I, but at least yeah like, like one ex- set list songs to like make up a full concert like yeah like i i think i don't know like will olivia play arenas next tour probably yeah probably. at least like um yeah i feel like everywhere i i don't she played smaller venues and that was still like it was like impossible to get tickets, and I think again the only reason she played smaller venues is just to get an idea of numbers. Uh, she was already huge. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. I I don't know why she played smaller venues, but I I mean I can also guess like like wanting that experience as an artist. Like it's probably hard to just jump into playing arenas right away, versus yeah. like starting from like a tiny venue like most artists do. Like that's an experience to have and to grow. And so Olivia has been doing a bunch of events around the world, I guess, um, for promoting her new album with fans, some fan events. Olivia's always been great at like doing those promos with fans. Like they sent like the fans, like the Sour Patch Kids and stuff last time. And like, oh, like they had like the Spotify thing. Um, you know, they did the thing with gut, the guts track with like set, set, sending people letters um, yeah. in the merch. So I was good with that. But and they do like their fan events um, promoting the album, essentially, you know, getting fans excited. So they had a fan event in London, which was today, the day we were recording this, which is Tuesday, which was fun. A bunch of big Olivia Rodrigo fans got to meet her and that's always like a really fun thing that artists can do for their fans yeah it's great i just think it could have been organized a little bit better and i think some people on twitter should be less jealous because if some if you see someone meeting your favorite artist you're you're probably your gut reaction is i wish that was me that is true but 
you should also think I'm happy for them because the more you complain and make like it a competition, the less the artist is going to want to do these kinds of things. And because they'll think that it's like separating their fan base, yada, yada, yada. We saw like during Secret Sessions time with Taylor, like it was like it's a, a thing. Like people got upset oh, yeah, like, when people they weren't lost, chosen. Like, friendships and stuff over it. Like it's, it's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. Like, I'm just, like, kind of going on a tangent about this right now because I saw a few tweets on my timeline of people being like, how dare this person get get it and not me? And it's like, at the end of the day, they were selected. They had a really good experience. They got to see one of their favorite artists. And you should be happy for them because, like Taylor Swift said, karma is my boyfriend. And if you are nice to them, one day you will get that opportunity too. That is how it works. And whatever you think, like, I don't think that it's just not, like, worth being mean on the internet about it. It just sucks because whatever you think the artist sees or doesn't see, they might see it. And if they see you being mean to people that they met, they're not going to want to meet people anymore because of that. And it just, I just really hate it. Yeah, I feel like we've definitely seen artists we, we know how much artists see like as much as they might yeah. not interact with stuff they see we know how much artists see from their fans like we've been through this with Maisie like Maisie yeah. sees so much um and especially stuff when you're like tweeting out this stuff and you know how rubbish that makes them feel like all they're trying to do is like at the end of the day that these are um events and stuff put on by marketing teams Olivia's team is insane. Like their whole marketing yeah. thing throughout Sur so was like sick with the car wash and like the the posters and then even just the stuff they do with like the hotline. Like there's so many. They're actually crazy. Like the what they're doing is is very like much a big reason to why Olivia is as popular as Olivia is as much as like obviously combined with her talent. Like this isn't Olivia's. Yeah. Like as much as it depends, obviously what they can actually get done. But artists don't want to like take big fans but then not other big fans like it's just there's only one way of doing it like this the only way of doing it that is fair is like by this like randomized system and then maybe pan picking a couple like big and like big fan accounts or anything like that to 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 yeah. do, go to these events so i like mean an email sign up is like fair um it's fair and for a meet and greet like you don't have to worry about like like i think the shitty thing is is like when you do email sign up and things for things like a signed vinyl or, or something like that, uh, you're encouraging a lot of scalpers to sign up and then they'll get it and then they'll resell it. And when it's like a one of a kind thing yeah. and it's like, that sucks. But when it's a meet and greet, like you're not a fan of Olivia, you're not going to sign up because that's weird. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine um, <laughs> one and just be like, oh yeah, why, why did I do this? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, I think the email sign up is at the end of the day, the most fair way to do it. And obviously there are going to be bad actors in there, like people who just want to do it for their TikTok clout or something, but there's not really any way to, 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 to tell. And then, but also inviting those like big accounts online, it's, it's good because you know, those people are fans and like, but you're still including everyone by having the email sign up as well. And the point of this conversation is that there were some things that Olivia's team could have done better. The people signed up and the notice was given the night before and then some people were also told 
the day of the event. Some people up to three hours before the event. Granted, this is an 18 plus event. If you're told at 7 p.m. the night before that you need to be somewhere at three the next day, you have to get time off work for that. And it's yeah. hard. And I, I think, and people also were like traveling, like might've been traveling from other cities. And I think that that also has something to put. You have to think about that because like, I think Livy's team is probably like Livy's HQ is probably like mostly American. I would say probably all American. And I think they don't necessarily understand how it works in the UK. For us, a three hour drive is like San Francisco to LA. And if you lived in San Francisco, you wouldn't sign up for an event in LA. If you knew that the notice was going to be the day before you, if it was like two weeks notice, but you just probably wouldn't, you wouldn't travel because like, it's just too far but like you can travel between states in three hours in the u.s because of the highways but like the cities are so 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 scattered in the u.s that like you're only gonna apply for something if you're really in that city but the thing with the uk is like it's such a small country it's like the size of one state in the u.s so like everybody is going to apply from the whole country and london is so accessible you don't like need a car to get there that like everyone from the whole country probably applied and then they find out the night before and then the trains are booked or they can't get time off work or this or that and it's like it's not hard to give people one week notice like it's really not that hard and it 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 could have been done they just have to put the sign up thing up and then they just have to close it earlier like that's literally it like it's it's not they don't need to be sending out invites the day before and then if people reply saying oh sorry i can't make it then they have enough time to invite other people right instead of letting those spots free because so like yeah i saw on twitter some people were notified three hours before the event and they were that i think the person that i saw on twitter who was notified three hours before the event was had other tweets with like screenshots of like livy's hq dming them asking for their name and email and stuff so they're probably invited through twitter getting invited three hours before and they were complaining like i live more than three hours from london so i can't like i just can't go and it's like if you're invited somewhere three hours before like i i don't know it's just tough like you can't make changes like that in your life like that soon i have experience with this when i saw bear in toronto um she did a vip event and it was invite only and she picked four, five fans, and we did a cake decorating class with her. It was like one of the best experiences of my life. Um, and I got selected for that, and I was told the day before. The difference is, is that it was the day of her concert in Toronto. So if you know that you're going to a concert in a city the day before, you already have arranged plans to get to that city if you don't live in that city. So you don't have to worry about that. I was planning on working the day because it was like a 200 person venue. Nobody queues for that kind of like for for that kind of size of a gig. Nobody really queues longer than 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, so I didn't take the day off. I was planning on working and it was a, you know, two hour event and it was during lunch. So I literally just said, I have an unexpected appointment and I went <laughs> and then I, I worked extra hours like it was fine. But I am yeah. lucky enough that like it was close to where I it was close enough to like where I work, it was close enough to the venue. And like, that was a lucky situation. But if I was like planning to drive in that day, it would kind of suck to know the day before, but I could probably adjust it because I was already planning to come to 
to the show. So I just, I, I don't know. I don't, I just think like more thought needs to go into it or they could have done an event in London and then done another one in, in like a northern, like more northern place so that like people from the whole country could get an opportunity because, because of the way they organized it, only people who live near London got an opportunity to go, which sucks. This happens all the time. Like, artists from the US, um, I, they only think London exists, and it is so <laughs> annoying. Because, <laughs> like, I'm in a lucky uh, place where, like, I have accessibility to, to get to, like, even to get to a train station to then get to London. It is, like, five hours away but like so i signed up for it and i was planning and i was working today so the tuesday the day of it um but i was like if we get if i get through then maybe i can get it sorted most likely i probably wouldn't have but like at least i've built up that thing in work where i've been there long enough then i like i do things for other people so it would possibly be a thing but like that was when we were gonna so they originally had it so it was going to close on sunday at 23.59 so like at midnight just before it clocked over to the Monday and then the Monday the invites would probably go out on Monday like early or at least like f- f- during the day um, but then they changed the time to like Monday midday to like when they were going to close it so they closed it then and then I think maybe a couple people or like whoever got invited through emails maybe got their emails like last night and that, that is like yeah it's like not it it's still not enough time something. but like if you don't yeah. have like trains to like from like say from like scotland scotland to london like the day of uh, the train's probably booked fully booked so it's like or even the night before it's fully booked so it's like and imagine being that close to meeting one of your favorite artists and then missing out like i yeah. i know i would have been like fully distraught if that was the case like if i got accepted because I've never met an artist. Like, I've never met one of my favourite artists ever. Like, I've never had the opportunity. I'm not big on, like, fan, like, Twitter or anything like that. Like, I'm very, like, much a fan that that loves and, like, supports artists and does whatever I can to support them. But it's very... It's not really vocal about it. I just do it. Um, and yeah. that's, like... And that's and okay. Always... Like, that's totally valid. Like, yeah. I feel like people are like, oh, you're not a big account on Twitter or... You, you don't have like this or that you you can't you don't deserve it as much as me and it's like you don't actually know how long <laughs> someone has been listening to an artist or what they're it, just because they don't like tweet about it every day I don't know like I tweet about it every day because I'm crazy but like <laughs> I, I you can recognize that other people are not <laughs> no, but I, like I, I think it's like it's more annoying because obviously as like being a Swifty since like what like speak now like fearless era like i've been and there's so many people that are the same that have been like fans from that age and there's probably no chance that we'll ever get invited to a secret session because we're not vocal as much about our support and stuff and that's 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 fine like that's something we've always kind of known um but like that's why the emails is such a good way of doing it because people that aren't so vocal about it have a chance but then can you imagine finally getting to meet someone that you're like you're such such a fan of like you've supported from the mm-hmm. beginning or whenever and then not being able to make it because they sent out the emails like three hours before or like the night before yeah. like it like 
it would be horrible. Like I don't know who I'd, no, the I first person I'd meet, I'd meet, but like say like Olivia would be the first person I'd ever get to meet, and then would be the last. Like, and if I didn't get to make that opportunity happen, then I'd be so like not annoyed. I'd be sad. Like I'd just be sitting there like, okay, well, what was the like? What's the the point? Like, I don't no, know. It sucks. So it's like it I do feel bad so for people that that can't go, but it happens all the time. Like London's such a yeah, as a central point for pretty much most of the UK, but one, it's expensive to like get a, a night there. So if you can't come back the same day, um, it's expensive. Like, not everywhere yeah. is like it's such accessible. Like traveling is like say Scotland to like to London. It's not everywhere's not the same. Like it's not as accessible. When US artists yeah. come over, they just think it's London. It is the most frustrating thing ever. Not saying you have to come to Scotland. I mean, I don't care. Just I, do I would. I just think it's hard. I it sucks. I I I would say that it's not necessarily better in in the U.S. Right? Because like, when Olivia came for tour, she came to a bunch of places in the U.K. Yeah. Um, not just London, and like, yeah, yeah. it's the same in the U.S. She she went to a bunch of places, not just you know New York and L.A. But when she does events, she does them in New York and L.A. She doesn't do them anywhere else. So if you live in like Ohio, you you uh, <laughs> yeah. Both places are like a five-hour flight for you. Like you have no chance of meeting Olivia because she's never going to do an event in Ohio, and she'll come there for a concert, but she but won't. She, so yeah. it's not. But she won't do a, an event there, and so it's 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 it. I would say is to the UK fans, like as an American, is like you think that Americans get everything, but yeah, like okay, yeah, I see this argument. Yeah. But like. If you live in New York and LA, you get everything. Not yeah. if you live in America, you get everything because technically a lot of majority of Americans are more displaced than majority of the UK people because if you live in, you know, like you do in Edinburgh, you could you still have a chance yeah. to get to London the day before or like and like you don't have to pay for a flight or anything you can get there by train you know i'm not saying that it's not a shitty thing for them to do mm -hmm. um i'm just saying that because they are americans like if i lived for me living in toronto if there's a olivia event in new york i probably wouldn't sign up for it because i know that i'm not gonna go there right yeah um because it's just too hard for me to get there and especially like seeing when it closed and then when you know when the event is mm -hmm. I, I definitely wouldn't probably the only artist i'd go to new york for is Maisie, and like if she did a fan event there i mean she she has done multiple fan events there and just like the timing hasn't worked out for me i just think like i live in the biggest city in canada and yet i get like nothing right like yeah. there's nothing that happens here it's always in new york and la and like there's people who live in like freaking like austin texas which is like one of the biggest cities in america and they don't get anything either and like they can't go anywhere because it's like 10 times as far away so i think the reason that they did it that way is because in america you just don't sign up for that stuff if you don't live close but because yeah. of the transport system in the uk being so much more like accessible than in america and not everything is car reliant or whatever more people sign up for things thinking oh i can get to london pretty easily and then you're not given enough notice to just like even arrange that the argument of like london being the only place they consider is like not true it's like not really valid i think that because they 
didn't understand the way UK is and like how everyone would apply for the email even if they don't live in London they unfortunately made people miss out on something that thought they had an opportunity to get it not like I I fully agree with because there is that constant conversation and like whatever about how like the US gets everything and it is like very when it when people say the US get everything they need to realize that it is as like it isn't all the US it's like it's literally like what happens here as well like it's just like it's London but then for them it's like LA and New York like because it, it, it yeah. is the same thing like it's because I, I see that argument a lot and it it's more left like it is more with like events and stuff um not like concerts but it's more with events people will be like oh will the US get like and everything like yeah but like same way if like an artist is from the uk the uk is going to get more things from that artist as well Yeah, just like Maisie, like yeah. Maisie does so much stuff in the uk more than she does in america and americans complain like why don't we get this and it's like because she doesn't she's not from there and she does a lot for me like compared to every other country in the world americans get the second most amount of stuff so stop complaining <laughs> <laughs> like everybody is, you're never going to be happy like yeah. with whatever you get like it is sad when these things happen but and again like london is a good central point for everywhere it's just really rubbish how they dealt with it because i do feel yeah. bad for the people that got told last night or this morning and couldn't make it because it is soul destroying no that um, that i it's just awful and i can't imagine and i i hope that this is just a lesson for them for next time and they do better i think yeah. that's it oh, we kind of went on a little bit of a rant but that's <laughs> it for that we're going to move on <laughs> i went to Maisie see Maisie in the good witch tour on monday um it was the best event ever i had literally the best time um i was barricade cute since the morning uh saw so many of my friends literally oomph cella at Maisie. (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) it was so much fun and uh her the good witch tour set list is incredible so if you're going to see her anywhere in the world that she's she's going literally everywhere of like she's doing like so many places in europe and uk and australia and you should go if you are able i highly recommend it it was really really good i think it's interesting to see i mean Maisie's first show in toronto was in 2019 and then she played at the actors club in 2022 and then she played at the act at phoenix concert theater in 2022 again so she played in march or february march no it was february i don't know it was one of those months (laughs) in access and then she played in phoenix in november and then 2023 august she played at history which is crazy that she's gone from literally a 400 person venue in 2019 in Toronto to a 2500 person venue. Literally like that is insane. I cannot imagine that. And like she was just so emotional and she was like talking about how like she recognizes familiar faces in the crowd and I've been so at all funny. the shows and it's like huh she's talking about me and then she's like oh i've seen you guys grow up and graduate and i'm like she's talking about me because i graduate she's talking about me (laughs) anyway um (laughs) it made me sad (laughs) and 
it's it's just the best time and but the point was i think it's really interesting for me to say that being at all these shows i have seen different people at barricade every single time barring a few people who know who they are who are there every time at barricade in toronto i love her so much and her music means so much to me and i have so much to thank like and just like everything like for me like she's the only artist i would queue for because i i love her music and otherwise i don't i can't because i can't take a day off work every time i want to go to a concert like <laughs> um <laughs> you'd never but, be at work i know <laughs> like for Maisie it's always worth it right yeah and I I think I think that the point is is that every single time there's different people and I've noticed that the people get more and more younger younger there's younger people each time there was these girls who showed up at 8 a.m. and they were like 14 or something and I was like why is your parents letting you queue at 8 a.m. like yeah huh (laughs) um but okay (laughs) you do you bestie (laughs) and then it was like it's crazy like i think it's just tiktok fame or like whatever i and Maisie and like ed opening and she's just so much bigger now and i like i don't think any of that like i knew it but it didn't really hit me until last night because we saw her at a similar size venue in the uk but in my head i was like this is the uk like you know, Maisie's bigger in the UK. It's her yeah. home. And in last night, it was like, this is Canada. Like, this is my home city. When when I was in university and I was listening to Maisie every day, nobody knew who she was. And she was just like my thing. And I just loved her. And that was okay. And now I'm here and I'm no longer in university. And 14 year olds are obsessed with Maisie Peters and I'm like help me god I am 23 years old and way too old for this shit um but something really special to me that happened at the show was during the VIP set um Maisie did four songs she did Volcano which was really important it was really important to me um it's a song like I, I went through some shit I lost some friends and you know got ghosted um which is what volcano is about um by someone who's no longer my friend and they didn't stand up for me when i needed them and that to me that song was like the perfect thing i needed in that moment and i just listened to it and repeat like all or nothing you said nothing pull the parachute and the ground came rushing and like literally like that song was my coping song so i just started crying when she started singing it because it was like uh, like uh, how why why now why (laughs) this why me oh help me um like you know you got away with it and you have no consequences for your actions oh that song is so perfect anyway (laughs) um and then she played Outdoor Pool, which is just like a running joke now because every single time she's come to Toronto, yeah. since Outdoor Pool got released, she's played Outdoor Pool even when it hasn't been on the set list. Oh, so, like, it's hilarious 
because Outdoor Pool was on the set list during the sign up for this tour. And then she didn't have it in the set list for the first two shows for the I'm Telling the Whole of America tour. But in Toronto, she played it in the VIP set. And then last night, she played it in the VIP set. And uh, (laughs) again, and we were just like, you played this last time. She's like, I'm sorry. And we're like, no, we love it. Like, we're just joking. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And um, and then she played Hard Feelings by Lord. And Maisie talked about. Maisie has been playing Hard Feelings by Lord every night. And she talked about how when Hard Feelings came out, she was 17. And she listened to Hard Feelings and she just thought, this album is beautiful. And, you know, Lord wrote it when she was nine, when Lord was 19. And, you know, Maisie was just saying, like, when I was 17 and I listened to melodrama, all I wanted was to be. Like, that's what I wanted to be, you know? Like, I wanted to be 19, and I wanted to feel those feelings. I wanted to be 19 and on fire. And I was, like, I was 17 when Melodrama came out. Yeah. Um, and Maisie is six years younger, six years, six months younger than me. So, like, we're close in age, I guess, right? Um, she's a 2000 baby, and I'm a 99 baby, but she's born early, I'm born late. So, you know, it, it adds up. Um, just old. <laughs> I'm Maisie Peters age, but, um, no, like, yeah, she was just like, yeah, like, you know, I, it was crazy. She, she was like, I, I don't know. She was just like talking about how she wanted to be 19. And, and that's, those were, and that when, when I listened to melodrama, I remember sitting on my bedroom floor for the first time, uh, like literally waiting for melodrama to come out because i was so excited and sitting on my bedroom floor and listening to melodrama for the first time with my eyes closed and just feeling the music and thinking almost the exact same thing Maisie said and like i want to be 19 and i want to feel those feelings and now i am 23 and i have felt all of those feelings and that is crazy to me and i have felt feelings that are on freaking like and Maisie was like you know when when she was writing the good witch she thought about melodrama because that was lord's second album and she was like to me like this is what i want to do and and that was what she was thinking about when she wrote the good witch and it feels like obviously she's she was older than 19 by a few years when she wrote it but it feels like she achieved that like I think The Good Witch is Maisie's melodrama, 100%. And that's really special and exciting. And it makes me excited for her, I think, and for her future. And it just made me feel really connected to her in that moment. And, yeah, I wanted to share it because I wanted to. <laughs> um, and then I also, if you're watching the... Um, youtube video you get something special and if you're not watching the youtube video you get to go to the youtube video and see something (laughs) special but i got the set list which i am now displaying in my camera and it's Maisie set list so over here it says Maisie star um and then it has this big arrow on it i don't know why but it does um oh maybe oh this is where the stage exit is i think that's why it has a big arrow 
it's telling her where to go when she's done. Well, she um, just went the wrong way. That would be so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, if you don't want set list spoilers for the tour, I'm totally, like, ruining it for you, but whatever. But yeah, the set list was so good. A lot of the songs on The Good Witch go so hard live. Like, watch. Oh my god, incredible. History of Man. Um, was so beautiful live, too. Uh, there it goes. Was, oh my god. Literally screaming, the universe is shifting, was, and it's all for me. It was, like, what I needed in my life. Um, I feel special. Um, I also love how everyone is trading friendship bracelets in the queue. The queue is very wholesome. Maisie Toronto shows are always so wholesome, and I absolutely love them. Um, but I think the main takeaway, like, just of, like, an annoying aspect of the show was, like, me and my friend were there, and we are like, big Maisie fans. And, like, we don't queue for concerts, like, we, we other than Maisie, because we're Maisie fans. And we are, like... We go to other concerts, but, like, maybe queue for a bit, but not long. And the other, there's some people in the line who are like, yeah, well, I've been at this venue, like, seven times. And last, like, last week I was here, and I got here at 8 a.m. And, and I'm like, they never do this this way. And I'm like, you do realize that, like, not everything is, like, or, like, oh, I, uh, uh like, I don't know. It's just insane. And some I'm like, so these people are just like concert goers. Like, they they might be Maisie fans, but they're they're mostly just concert goers, yeah. which like is great. And like some of them had, weren't at any of Maisie's past shows, which doesn't make them less valid. It's just like, okay, and like, it's just like okay. Uh, it's just funny. It's just hilarious. There's to such me, a but... competition about it now. Like, it's just it sucks that like it is a competition because it's like. I want to be at the front not because I want a picture. It's because Maisie's my favorite artist and that means a lot to me. And, yeah. you know, if I, like, I know I'll never be at the front for Taylor because I'm not made of money and I'm not made of time. So that's okay. I Like, I know that's, like, being in the bleachers is, like, fine for me. It's better yeah. that way. Like, I'm going to have a better experience, but this is different like if i ever have to camp overnight for Maisie, i'm not gonna do it just saying like i don't want to do that like the the earliest i'll show up is morning like i'm not gonna yeah. show up the night before and this is a little bit of a segue so five seconds of summer are touring in america right now and this was a topic of discussion in the queue last night so i learned something and i did some field research for the podcast <laughs> um, important for duty uh, <laughs> i'm honestly i'm gonna chime in quickly i honestly didn't realize five seconds this summer we're still like a group and i'm gonna get so much hate for that but you know what jack like, you are you are sorry. you are gonna get a lot of hate for that but it's funny that you said that so whatever <laughs> it's just funny <laughs> we got there in the morning at an undisclosed time um and it was like maybe 10 a.m i think and the girl sitting next to me was like people started queuing for the five seconds of summer show and i'm like what isn't that tomorrow <laughs> it's 10 a.m today like <laughs> not tomorrow so they were they got there at 10 a.m and they were gonna camp all the show is we're filming this now. The show hasn't even started yet, right? And I, like, went to a Maisie concert and did a whole day of work. Um, 
And it's like, uh, how do you do that? Like, literally, like, I don't get it. And it's, like, frustrating. And then I found out that these people doing this, they're not from Toronto. They don't, like, this isn't their, like, only show. Apparently, there's a group of people who are going to every single five seconds of summer show in America. And they are camping for, like, the night before in every show. And it's like, huh? It's insane. And (laughs) here's my opinion. I don't know how big this group is. I think if you're doing that and you're one person, and that's fine. Honest to God, I think it's fine. Because you're not taking away a spot from other people if you're one person, right? If you're two or three people even, right? Because it's like, what? The five slots is playing big venues which means there's usually a long barricade so it's probably like 30 people so if three people out of 30 have been at every show and are also at barricade eh, whatever you know i don't care but it sounds like from what i did some research on twitter about that this is like a large group and like people are upset about it and i think that the big issue is is that People who live in these cities will see people queuing at 10 a.m. the day before and then they'll feel like they have to or they'll feel like they have to get there that early to be barrier if that's what they really want. Like if people started doing that for five seconds of summer, then like I, I just like how are you, are you literally like I don't get how people do that. Like do you. I I don't get it, especially in America. You want to know why? Because literally, these American tours are always on tour buses. Because it's almost impossible to get through shows without, like, sleeping while you're driving. So are these people sleeping? How are they getting between these places? Because, like, it's probably at least a six-hour drive in between each show, right? Yeah. And maybe sometimes they'll require flights and i don't obviously they have their five seconds of summer trucks driving in between but they're truck drivers and they're not camping on the ground every night you know like i don't i i genuinely wonder how i don't i'm not against people going to multiple shows and i am not against people queuing because i think if you care enough to see an artist and you get there early that's fine. I am against people making it a thing to be at like every single show and then like for clout or something. I'm, I'm assuming these people are like big five seconds of summer fans, but I, I disagree with like setting a standard for queuing like that because it, it makes it awful for everyone else. And it's like, I saw this tweet and I'm kind of, uh, I really hate how, concert cultures now unless you're able to spend multiple days sleeping on a street or cut and lie about being ada like you freaks <laughs> um you're never going to experience barricade last night five sauce groaned when they heard how many people were returning the next day they don't like y'all um which is crazy i never expected that the artist would like be upset about it because like sometimes I think that artists like when they see familiar faces on yeah. tour, honestly. <laughs> I wonder if part of it comes from them just wanting 
like I don't know. I feel like see if you, every single show you do, you see the same like group of people at barricades. You're like surely just been like, going just let someone else have a, like have a, a turn. I don't know. I, yeah, like, cause it is usually you would think that, but there obviously must be. Like again, I'm gonna hate. I don't. I don't know how big Five Seconds of Summer are in terms of like how many shows they're doing or like the um or anything like that. So it's if these are show if these are going to like say like over twenty shows or whatever, like I imagine looking out every single show and being like, okay, it being cool for the first couple of times, it being like, oh, they're like really supportive, and it's not that you don't care, but like surely you just want to see like a, a different face at Barricade. I don't know. But like yeah it might be that and i i i just found i i i remember seeing a tweet with the number and i just found it and it, apparently this group is mm-hmm. going to over 10 shows and there's 25 of them going to every that's single one of those that's 10 shows. full barricade pretty much that's full barricade every night essentially like i said i think if it's three or four people and you're like really big fans of the artist i don't think it's a big deal but like to take up the full barricade every single night is ridiculous Uh, yeah i just i i don't know i i think you're right i think yeah they probably get tired of it or something and like though apparently those people are like entitled and act like they own the queue and everything and for me it's like if i queue for a venue like if i ever have to queue overnight for Maisie, i'm not doing it It's like what i said like i'm just yeah. not doing it and i i hate this because i don't want to ever have to queue overnight for Maisie. but like i worry that there'll be a day that i will and i yeah. i don't want to do that and That's i, the way I think it's awful and i think i mean people are going to camp out for weeks for taylor probably right and yeah. like i mean like i said like i I don't have a standing ticket, but if I did, I would probably just accept that I'll be at the back and I'll dance. Um, yeah, like, cause... that's why we had to get um, front standing tickets for yeah. the second night in Edinburgh. Because, like, we, the person I'm going with, we, like, we obviously both have jobs and, like, we can't. Yeah. Like, I'm going to, like, be having enough time off that month. So, like, yeah. I can't, like, go too early. And even if you get there early, it's like, how early do you need to get there to even, like, make it worth queuing and like, yeah I love right Taylor, like but it, it is like it's, it's like if if you get there at like like i maybe the venue will have rules like so i heard what something happened at five sauce at a show that the venue had a rule that camping starts at 8 a.m of the day of the show and right, so yeah. some people camped in the parking lot and then they started numbering people themselves that i think that group yeah um and then someone got there at eight and like got to the actual line before them and they were all mad that they cut everyone else and this person was like i didn't do anything wrong i showed up when the venue said we could yeah and i got in the line first so therefore i am first and you're mad at me (laughs) (laughs) like (laughs) that's you're mad at me because i didn't follow your system like i was there first i like i honestly think you should follow the venue rules so i'm i'm hoping for taylor like they have rules that like queuing starts at 8 a.m because then you know like okay i'm gonna take the whole day off of work and i'm gonna get there at 8 a.m and i i'll be one of the first people there you know yeah um but like if you get there like you know six hours before the show and queue up it's like you're just wasting that time that you could be like getting merch and like feeling excited and doing because like taylor shows are about that too right and 
you should you shouldn't have to feel like you're just queuing and like ruining that experience as well and i think it's a i i don't think if you're at the back if you're at the back of floor for a tailor tour like you're not gonna have a bad time so oh you're gonna have the best time no matter what <laughs> but it's like so i like i don't like think it matters whole day to like to get Cue. to a place where you would have been anyway if you like didn't wait that long yeah um but there is i don't know i've definitely been in that place where i've been to a concert and um like i've i know there's pretty much no point in me trying to even get there because the people will be there um and like yeah. be at the front and stuff but like so that must be really annoying for five seconds of summer fans where you pretty much are like well there's no point in me even trying to queue because it's going to be the same people and if there's people that are going to different ones but can't be there as early or anything they're like it must be frustrating because they're going to be there at multiple shows and going to be in the same situation because it's like you can't get even close to barricade or you, there's no point in trying because they're already going to have it all like thingied up anyway so i don't know it's really frustrating because it's just going to get worse it's not going to get better like this isn't going to change unless venues start being really strict with like rules yeah like there's nothing that's going to change it like ever since covid it's gotten worse and worse it takes the fun out of concerts genuinely um and i don't i know. i agree i i just hope it changes but we'll see we'll see what happens for taylor we'll probably talk about it when it happens last couple short things um taylor announced more american dates and canadian dates yay canada yay. um 31 million people signed up for the pre-sale in toronto which is the most so far and yeah. um it's because i am upset as a toronto living person um <laughs> that my hometown show wasn't announced with the original american dates and wasn't didn't happen this summer because if it was announced with the original american dates yeah. not nearly as many people would have signed up mm-hmm. first of all second of all all of the people trying to come from america wouldn't have signed up because they would be have their own shows right yeah. And now people who have gone in America to American shows, I mean, I've gone in America, I'm going in London, are signing up for this. And I would not have gone to Detroit if Taylor was coming to London. So it would have been a win-win for everyone Taylor was coming to, if Taylor was coming to Toronto. If I knew Taylor was coming to Toronto and she was coming this summer in this tour, like I would not have gone to Detroit. Yeah. So it would have been a win-win. That spot would have been for someone else and I would have gotten a ticket here. And... I know plenty of people who live in Toronto who went to America to see Taylor, assuming that she wasn't coming here for tour, and now she is coming here for tour, so they're going to c- go again. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I'm going to go again, too. Yeah. I don't see it. Like, I, there's nothing wrong with that, and there's nothing wrong with Americans coming. I just want to be very clear. But I think... But that doesn't mean I can't be upset that it wasn't done in a certain way and now there's rumors that there's going to be a vancouver show or there's going to be like more west coast dates announced later and it's like people from the west coast have bought tickets for toronto and now they're going to go in the west coast and toronto because they already have tickets so they might as well right yeah and it's like if she just announced at the same time then like maybe the people who live on the west coast of canada wouldn't be planning to come to toronto and they would be literally like staying more closer to where they are and like it's just frustrating and i wish that tour dates were announced at a i 
I I hate how this tour is going to 2025. I'm going to be like frank. I don't want a tour to last for three years. Like that should get. It's going to get boring eventually. And we like Taylor to be exciting, releasing re-recordings and new albums, and we've gotten used to that since COVID, with like how rapidly we've been getting new stuff. Yeah. And for her to do a three-year-long tour, it's it's just too. To me, it's just like. Does Taylor want to do it for three years? Like, I feel like she's going to get bored of that, too. Um, well, part of me feels like she really hated Rep, not hated Rep Tour, but she hated how far she was pushed on Rep Tour. And she's, like, yeah. kind of said that. But, like, this is, like, three times what Rep More. Tour was, right? Like, like in know. terms of dates and everything. Yeah. And, like, I, I was, I honestly, like, thought when the London like when all of the like europe and australia and asia dates were announced that like that was it yeah like those are the dates right because we obviously knew those international dates were coming and then like she had literally covered everywhere in the world she'd gone to north america south america australia like asia europe that's it like she's gone to all the continents other than um that she usually tours in right and i think it's just like crazy for me to add to add more dates and then release them release the dates like instead of in one announcement like to to do a set she's essentially going to be doing a second american leg of the tour at the end of 2024 and then release but then also be releasing the dates to that like not at one time it's like if she announced uk dates and then three weeks later announced european dates all the europeans would have already gotten uk tickets and and british people would be upset right and be like now they have tickets to these shows and that shows when i can get tickets where i live and i have to you know like that's how that's exactly how like i feel right now um and it sucks but it is what it is and i'm excited that she's coming to toronto so that's okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, um, that'll be so fun i i don't know i i said how i wanted to travel to toronto but i'm just so glad that i literally on twitter the day of tickets like um of like finding out if you're waitlisted or not the amount of like canadians that were like coming out and being like oh i got waitlisted it was horrible to see so i'm just glad that i've seen like some success from people that actually will like deserve to be gone not that nobody deserves to be gone (laughs) but like that actually are from like canada and stuff like it is nice to see because there was so many that were waitlisted and it was really horrible to see but um Mm -hmm. No, that would be fun. And then our last topic is Taylor still hasn't posted on Instagram about LA. Um, yeah. So it's, oh, I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I've seen a couple of theories, but I just don't get, like when, it's kind of been like the weekend. It's been like a day or two after the show, she's posted something, right? We, like every single week or every single weekend or like after the shows. So it's really strange to see why she's not posted anything. Um, and she has got a post saved and scheduled, but we just don't know what it is. And she didn't post a blurb for 1989. Yeah. And I saw this theory online that there was like two 1989s in the Capital One ad. You remember that ad, right? Yeah. Um, I yeah, I know, right? I remember that ad and apparently there were two 1989s in that ad. I'm reading this off a tweet and um, it could be fake, so... I didn't actually go and watch the ad to double check. But some people are saying that because 1989 had 150 tracks, 
originally yeah. and she only put five vault tracks on the album it's a bit suspicious that and so they're saying that we might be getting a second album with just 1989 vault tracks um as like because there were two 1989s in it and i'm like i would love that but like maybe that's a little bit delusional but also like i would love that <laughs> oh yeah i'd love it but surely she would just do like a deluxe and not just like a a two a two two albums like yeah a deluxe would be make more sense because then you're essentially splitting the album sales in two which is stupid yeah because they won't so even maybe the announcement the is like even if it is yeah, the same they won't class as the same sales so maybe the announcement is the deluxe is a deluxe I don't know I really don't like I don't... this marketing technique where they make people buy one version of the album and then they release the deluxe either either before it's even out or like down the line it's, it's fine but like before it's even out is crazy um it's but it does stupid. make sense because there's five five vault tracks we thought there was going to be more the kendrick lamar version of bad blood isn't on it because it doesn't line up with the track like how much tracks we're yeah. getting which is insane because kendrick which lamar's I, version I, is sung at the yeah. Eras tour every single weekend i i don't get it and i don't what i i don't want I don't get it at all. Like, it makes no sense to me. And I don't, I don't, I don't get it at all. I don't know what to say. I just don't get it. And we're going to find out. And you know what? Look, Taylor will probably post tomorrow. And we're going to be like, <laughs> oh, great. Now this podcast is out of date. Anyway, it, guys can let us know in the comments what happened. Because we all know. <laughs> um, yeah, she sh she's got something scheduled. So she, it might even just be the LA post and we might be just Nothing, be we might delusional. be clowning. But it is just yeah. very strange that Bad Blood featuring Kendrick Lamar isn't on the normal one and we're only getting five full tracks. It's a wee bit yeah. strange. Like, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, I think that is it um, for this week. Thank yeah. you guys for listening all the way through. And... If you haven't, make sure to watch our 1989 reaction video. It's very, it's very fun, fun, and it is much shorter than a podcast, so do True. not worry. <laughs> and just because we've not got any posts from Taylor doesn't mean that we've not been posting. So check out our TikTok. And, well, we actually haven't been posting. My keyboard broke, and I'm fixing it, and then I can edit more clips. But um, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, everybody. I, I don't know music shack podcast mm -hmm. or music shack on on all respective platforms and then if you're listening as well please come over and check out the youtube exclusive uh, 1989 tv thank you so much for listening um thank you guys and i'm gonna send jack a bunch of macy videos to post on tiktok so you I can go wait. watch those yeah there. go watch them <laughs> music shack I think it's just music yeah. chat. I'm really bad. I don't know. Um, but yeah. Link in the description. Yeah. Go there because <laughs> I can't remember. I, I can't remember apparently. But thank you so much for watching. Um, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.